Angela Yee and Charlemagne the God. After the Breakfast Club, bitches. <laughs> the voice of the culture. People watch the Breakfast Club for like news and really be tuned in. It's one of my favorite shows to do. Just because y'all always keep it 100, y'all keep it real. They might not watch the news, but they're on Twitter. They're on Facebook. They're, you know, they're listening to the Breakfast, the Breakfast Club. Get your ass up. Yo 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 Happy yes. to be here. Oh, it's Friday. The weekend is here. Yeah, man. Listen, we got a lot of zoom, zoom, zoom this morning, don't we? A lot of zoom, zoom, zoom. Yeah, Everybody was zoom, 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 zooming in yesterday. Yeah, we have a, a bunch of people joining us this morning. Kalani, she has a new project. She'll be joining us this morning. Uh, the Queen. The Queen. It was good until it was That's the name of the Jill. album? That, yeah, that's, that's the name Kalani's of Kalani's album. Okay. The queen, the queen, Miss Jill Scott, will be here. Drop on the clues bomb for Miss Jill Scott, damn it. Yes, okay, Jill Scott will be joining her. us. Tomorrow is date night. You know what I mean? I wish I could uh, fake give myself a shave. I wish I could fake give myself a haircut. I'll put on something nice for tomorrow's date night. The, the, the versus battle between Erica Badu and Jill Scott. That is a date night in my house. I don't know about everybody else, but in my crib, that's a date night. Yes, also uh, Byron Allen. He'll be joining us this morning as well. Yes, a lot of zoom, zoom, zoom. A lot I still of don't zoom, understand zoom, why and he has zoom a comedy not... fundraiser that's happening this weekend. Yes, mm-hmm. I still don't understand why uh, Zoom has not cut uh, Teddy Riley and Rex and Effect a check and used that as a TV ad. The, the Zoom, Zoom, Zoom part, because literally that's all I do all day long is on Zoom meetings. Everybody wants to be on a Zoom meeting. I am so tired of getting Zoom links. I, mean, I guess I should feel blessed that we you know we having these conversations, but still, Jesus Christ, everything is Zoom. Yes. But you know what? At least we are still having those meetings. It could be worse. We could be not having those meetings. I'm not mad at those meetings. I'm not mad at I'm driving mad. to all these, all these places and we could actually have a meeting. I ain't got to fly to L.A. I ain't got to fly here. I ain't got to drive and go through traffic. So the Zoom meetings ain't, ain't that oh, yeah. bad sometimes. And, and by the way, those those days are over when, when, when you know, things get back to whatever this new normal is. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what a a, 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 a a mandatory meeting looks like. I don't know what a meeting I have to be in the room for looks like. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, my like, my friend who's an attorney told me at her office, they said once this is all over, they expect that they'll be working from home 60% of the time now since it's been working wow. out so successfully for them. And wow. I'm not mad at that. And I was telling somebody at the record labels yesterday, I'm like, if I owned a label, why would I pay for an office building? Let, let's be honest. Everybody could do their work at home, and the only place I need is when I got to meet the artists. Other than that, we could have Zoom meetings. I can see what you're doing. I can see the work that you're doing. Why spend hundreds of thousands of dollars in some cases to pay for office building? Very true. Right? And who wants to and, and who wants to be in a room with rappers anyway? All right, <laughs> stupid, stupid, That's stupid, right. stupid. Let's get let's rid get, of the office, goddamn. Let's get the show cracking. Front page news. What we talking about? Yes, we are going to talk about a woman who says that she was paid to accuse Dr. Fauci of sexually assaulting her. Wow. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. 
Where we start with ye? Uh, well, let's start off with talking about the father-son duo have been charged with murder in the shooting Beautiful. death of Ahmad Arbery. So that's Gregory McMichael and Travis McMichael, both armed, who approached Arbery on February 23rd in Brunswick, Georgia. Mm -hmm. And Travis fatally shot Ahmad Arbery. Now they have finally been taken into custody. So... That's good. I mean, listen, that's a that's a small thing to, you know, clap your hands for, but, you know, you need a conviction. That's what you need at the end of the day. You want to see these guys get, you know, 50, 60, 70 years in jail. I don't know, the death Absolutely. penalty if Georgia has it. You know, we've seen far too many times these guys get arrested and then they get off, whether it's the George Zimmons of the world or, of course, the police officers like Darren Wilson. So you, you want a conviction. That's what we that, want. That's now. exactly what we want, a conviction. All right, now let's talk about a woman, Diana Andrade. She uh, had accused Dr. Anthony Fauci of sexual assault. Now she says that she was paid by Trump supporters to lie about that. She said, I feel very bad about lying to you and others about Dr. Fauci in an email. She said, I took it upon myself to call Jacob Wall and Jake Berkman and record them. Many thanks, and again, I feel very bad about all this. I apologize to you, the other reporters, and Dr. Fauci. So she said Dr. these Fauci claims... Hmm? When did he get hit with a sexual assault suit? I don't remember. Yeah, I never heard of that. Get accused. She said she was a she was a uh, she said it was a sexual assault by Fauci in 2014 when she was 20 years old. Now she admits that that was something that she fabricated because she was uh, coerced and and charmed into doing something like this from Trump supporters. So what should happen to her? Shouldn't she get some charges brought up against her for doing that? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. She should be arrested for that. <laughs> you, can't, you can't just False do that. Charges, yeah, apologize. absolutely. Yeah, no, I would definitely think so. That seems like a, some type of some type of fraud and slander and libel and all Absolutely. of that. All right, now let's talk about Tara Reid. She is the Biden sex attack accuser. Now she is wanting him to drop out of the race. She did an interview, and in that interview, uh, she gave a lot of information. First thing she talks about is his denial of these. Well, first thing she talks about is how she feels unsafe now that she's spoken out because Biden is denying those claims. Some of his surrogates with the blue checks, you know, that are his surrogates have been saying really horrible things about me and to me on social media. He hasn't himself, but there's a measure of hypocrisy with the campaign saying it's safe. It's not been safe. You know, all my social media has been hacked. All my personal information has been dragged through. And I mean, these are serious things. Like, and his campaign is taking this position that they want all women to be able to speak safely. I have not experienced that. All right. In addition, Tara Reid said that she wants Joe Biden to step down after these allegations and not run for president. If he's watching this, mm -hmm. what do you want to say to him? I want to say you and I were there, Joe Biden. Please step forward and be held accountable. You should not be running on character for the president of the United States. You want him to withdraw? I wish he would, but he won't. But I wish he would. That's how I feel emotionally. Do you want an apology? I think it's a little late. Now, she also says that she would go under oath and take a polygraph test, and she wants Joe Biden to do the same. Blasey Ford. Some of those who supported her but now have found a reason not to support you say, well, she was under oath. Would you go under oath? Absolutely. They say, well, she subjected herself to cross-examination. Would you do that? Absolutely. They also point out that she took a polygraph controlled by someone on her team. Is that something you want to do? I'm not a criminal. Joe Biden should take the polygraph. So I will take one if Joe Biden takes one. Mm. Well, you got to give Biden the same treatment you gave Kavanaugh and Trump. But, you know, seriously, when are 
these folks going to come with a new playbook. I don't know if Ty Reed is telling the truth or not. I just know that someone is weaponizing this for political reasons. Y'all know this. They did it to Kavanaugh. They did it to Trump. They did it to Clinton. They just tried to do it to Fauci. Like, like we just heard a woman say that she was paid to say Dr. Fauci sexually assaulted her. We know this is what people right. do, and that's what happens when you create a culture that eliminates due process and people get tried and convicted in the court of public opinion. That's why from the beginning, it should have, it should have been listen to all women, believe all proof. But they came with believe all women, and they canceled every man who got accused of something, and now it's impacting people they know and people they want to put in these positions of power. And now they want people to listen and, and believe proof and give Biden the benefit of the doubt. And, they don't believe Tara. Where well, was that for everybody else? I wouldn't say that they canceled everyone. One person became president, and Brett Kavanaugh still got into his position, so they definitely haven't been you canceled. You know what I mean, though. Yeah, I, I know, but you know what I mean, though. You know, you know, it's a lot. Of, I'm talking about you. It's a lot of people, even outside of politics, that definitely, you know, lost a lot of things. All of them, but you got to give Biden the same treatment. But once again, it's a culture that they created. It's a circular firing squad that they created. And now that it's happened to people, people they know and people they want in these positions of power, now they want everybody to listen and believe proof. You got to have that same energy with everybody. And it also is sad, too, because it makes it bad for the women who have actually been raped or sexually assaulted. I don't know what happened. Tyree. Yeah, we don't know what happened in this case and all this incident, but you know, it it could be it could be one of those things where she feels this way and she's like, I want the people to know what he did to me before they think this guy is a a a nice guy or a guy is a he's a presidential guy. I just want him to know what he did to me. We just don't know, you know. We don't know, but we do know that it's being weaponized against him. Like it happens all the time. Like every time one of these guys is up for some type of position like this, something like this comes up. Like they gotta find a new playbook. They gotta find a new play to run, yeah. You have to. All right, well, that is front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? You. What's up, Evie? Hey, what's up, Trav? Hi, Trav. What's up, Yee? How you, boo? I'm gay. How you holding up? Um, I'm holding up. I'm holding up. What's going on, Shar? Peace, sis. What's happening? Yeah, chilling, chilling. I was going to call and talk about, um, you know, I, I, I buried my grandfather yesterday. And um, I just want to talk about having a funeral <laughs> during this pandemic. And honestly, why us. you need to stay home and why, why you don't want to have a funeral during this pandemic. Um, as I told you, my, my grandfather was a bishop, so like... The last funeral that I went to was my grandmother's, which was his wife, and she had like a thousand people at her funeral. Um, so he was he was he was supposed to have he he deserved like a big funeral and for everybody to come out and like you know pay respects to him. But unfortunately, um, he was only allowed to have ten people at the um, grave site. Everybody else had to sit in their cars. Um, mind you, my grandfather had nine children <laughs> and still had like three and four brothers and sisters still alive. Still had a wife, so. Picking ten people to, um, to 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 share at at, at the gravesite funeral was hard. Um, every, he was only allowed to have a viewing, um, but basically you had to go in three at a time, view them, then leave. Everybody had to be masked up, gloved up. It is a very sad situation, man. Very such a sad situation. But again, I know my grandfather was a man of God. I know the life that he lived and everything that he did in his life. So that part is fine as far as where he is now. I know I know, I know you know you know he's not lost. He's in heaven. He's fine. So, right. oh, rest in peace to your grandpops, my brother. Oh, hey, beauty. Hey. Uh, beauty's here. Say good morning. Good morning. Hey. <laughs> Wait, I you thought guys you were are... talking to me. She nope. definitely she wasn't calling me beauty. beauty. No. 
Yeah, oh, speaking of you, make sure y'all go check out her. Uh, make sure y'all go check out her new challenge because she did Y Club John. Um, someone please call nine one one challenge, and she be bodying her challenges. So make sure y'all go check it out. Yes, yeah, I don't like how you went. Beauty. I don't like how you were saying rest in peace to your granddaddy to promoting rap. I don't like that. No, I'm not promoting rap. I'm promoting my, I'm promoting my best friend, my, my little <laughs> friend that has been here for me, hugging me. Solidarity, so baby. She has been being a friend and drop one of the clues bonds for beauty. I appreciate her for being there for me in my time of need. So Hold on, we're not calling her blind beauty no more. It's just beauty now? I mean, I call her I don't call her blind beauty. I call her beauty. Oh, okay, okay, her, okay. Her, 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 gotcha. her artist name is Blind Beauty, but I don't walk around saying, hey, Blind Beauty, come here. Blind Beauty, come here. Blind Beauty, that's <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Trav. Have a good weekend. All right, Trav. Hello, who's this? Yo, what up, guys? It's Nick. How y'all feeling this morning? Nick, what hey, up? Nick. Get it off your chest, bro. Uh, so here's what I got from my chest this morning. We need to quit. How are we going to talk about racism of, of a white government when we ourselves as the black community are racist in saying that everything's about the black community? There's white people in the ghetto that get treated just as poorly as the black people do. There's brown people in the ghetto getting treated just as poorly as the black people do. I've seen white boys pulled out of their car at gunpoint in the ghetto by the police for nothing just like a black guy the problem is not rich or or uh, a white crime or a black crime or white neighborhood black neighborhood the problem is if you don't live in the rich part you got a problem you will be treated poorly it doesn't matter about the color of your skin it doesn't matter what you're city you're, you're wrong don't you know in, 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 in which areas wrong. black people get treated horribly too <laughs> exactly you know in middle class neighborhoods black exactly. people get treated horribly too you know exactly. That, you know that young man that was just running and just got killed? That wasn't in the ghetto or poverty-stricken place, sir? You he was been, running in listen. a middle-class area and got sh and murdered? Yeah. Yes. What's happening right now is you called up to the radio station loud and wrong on a big Friday morning. I think well, that uh, police officers have even admitted that... Quit being racist when police, we ourselves are being racist. We're not Police being racist. Have we even ad the truth. admitted that they were told to stop black people more often. They even have said that. They ain't being yeah, racist. This is this is telling the truth, sir. You should, and guess you what? You're right. There, there, is, there, is, there is a class issue in America, but there's absolutely positively racial bias in America, okay? And and just like Envy just said, when you black, if you're in a rich neighborhood, if I live in that neighborhood, the police will still pull me over and profile me. If I'm in a poor neighborhood, they'll pull me over and profile me. What are you talking about? People like Oprah Winfrey have been profiled in stars, okay? Like, come on, bro. Knock it off. What I'm talking about is... I don't care what you're talking about this morning. If I got a neighbor, if I got a white neighbor that was born and raised in the same neighborhood I was, it don't matter where he goes either. It don't that's matter. A it, does, it does, man. But have a good morning. Have a good morning. That is such a lie. Listen, I, I my, my first white friend name is Thomas Evans. Okay, and we grew up on the same dirt road in Mount Corner, South Carolina, in the same financial conditions. Guarantee you, if he was driving a car and I was driving a car in a certain area, they wouldn't bother him. And guess what? I would be happy for that because I would use his white privilege like Starbucks Wi-Fi. God damn it. Get us both out of there. 800-585-1051. Get it off your chest. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. I'm dialing. I'm dialing. Hey, what you doing, man? I'm dialing. I'm calling you. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The <laughs> Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hello. Yay, who's going on? Envy, it's been a minute. It's Mello. Mello, what's up, bro? 
Yo, man, I'm chilling. This quarantine is killing me, but I'm not going to lie. The social distancing is definitely necessary, for real. Mm-hmm. What's been going on, man? What, what about your best friend, iPhone, man? Yo, iPhone, yo, he's been doing his thing. Like I said, we just been perfecting the craft during this time. This is just a pause on everyday life. You get time to just manifest everything you want to accomplish, and it's been great. It's been treating me great. It's been treating me a lot better than Charlemagne hairline. I can tell you that. Melo, let me ask you a question. What craft are y'all perfecting? Scamming? Um, Listen... I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say what we do over the radio. You I know you yeah, ain't nothing. Y'all doing legals or what? Why are you trying to perfect that craft? Well, how do you know what we doing is not legal? How, how, what? What do you? What proof do you have? Well, we can start with iPhone Sims charging people for shout outs on the Breakfast Club. That is true. That's one. Now, so that's not illegal. Where is that illegal? <laughs> what okay, you might be right. You cannot do that. that. That's, that's unethical. That's a, that's a scam, though. That's a scam. It's unethical. It's the scam. It's just whack. It's just whack. That's a scam. It's whack. It's unethical. I never, it, I never said it was right. I didn't, it's not illegal, though. Right. No, it's, it's a scam. Whack. It is a scam. It is illegal because you can't guarantee. You can't guarantee we're going to shout those people out or you're going to get a chance to shout those people out. It ain't our responsibility, though. And you, know, and you know how else I know y'all scamming? Because you won't even tell us what the craft is because you know it's a scam. No, it's not actually. Actually, I'm not scamming. I'm not. I'm not gonna speak on anybody else. I know I'm not. <laughs> I'm not scamming. Yo, you just snitched on iPhone. You just snitched on iPhone. I ain't robbed the bank. All three of us. I ain't robbed the bank. I ain't gonna say who did, but I ain't robbed it. You you snitched on him. I did a snitch too, man. Who died and made you six nine? Don't sit there and put that energy on me. <laughs> who died and made you six nine? I'm gonna use that one, Mello. Mello, I'm telling you right now, I'm using that one. I'm, Happy Mother's Day to all the ladies out there, for real, on this Sunday. That's right. Up. For a fact, I'm going to catch up. All right, man. Right, have a good one. <laughs> Who died me? Who's that? <laughs> Hello, who's yeah. this? Butterfly from Beijing. Butterfly from Butterfly. What's up, my butterfly? I miss you. How Wendy? Charlemagne the God Envy. Beijing. What's up, Butterfly? What's up? You working? They, they put you back in that shop? You working again? Are you working again? Did they did they hire you again? Yes. And okay. I want to get it off my chest. Go. Okay. Now, Diddy, shout out to him. I sell chicken and fish. He lost somebody very close to his heart. Okay? I tried to call him. This is for ye. Where ye at? I'm right here. Okay. This is for you. I need to ask you, how can I talk to him? Because I tried to tell him I lost my money at the job. I know this is not a good time to be talking about monies, <laughs> but please, I need to look on the camera and see who got the money. Somebody see, stole money or you lost it? What happened? I lost it. I, I dropped it and somebody picked it up. Now, I'm How out, much? I'm cleaning up a buck and change. Mm. But $100? Anyway, even though it's not that much, still in all. Sure. You need your money. Thank you. Because I was trying to buy me some new hair supply stuff when I catch the lady in the beauty supply. Mm -hmm. But anyway, let me ask you this: But do people know you lost it? Because if somebody found money, how are they supposed to know whose money it is? Good, because I told everybody in the store, and you know <laughs> what I said to them? Homeboy came to me. He said, "Butterfly, can I get a dollar?" So I digged in my pocket because I was so sad, crying. He said, "Now nah, I'm just playing." I'm like, "Oh, you might be the one that got my money." So, so Diddy and Starks, man, go on the camera and look who stole Bay Butterfly's hundred dollars, man. Just look yeah, who on the camera, say who stole that money, man. She need the money. Picked up that money. She want to get her hair did. She want to go buy some bundles. Can you see who stole her money, please? I don't you know, know why exactly you need what bundles, time though. she was in there. You ain't got nowhere to go, Butterfly. If that was on Friday, can't. Oh, you had somewhere to go? Yeah. Well, you got to go, Butterfly. My castle. 
Her oh, cat. you just want to look good in your house. You want to look good for yourself. Well, I ain't got no man, so why not? True. Yeah, nothing true. wrong with that. I look good. No man. All right. Take yeah. some selfies. Well, well thank you, uh, Butterfly. If you don't know, Butterfly uh, works in Queens, a store called uh, Rochdale's Chicken and Waffles, some of the best food in Queens, and uh, Butterfly works there, so shout to Butterfly. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up at any time. Now, we got uh, rumors on the way, Yee? Man, looks like this couple is breaking up. They've been on The Breakfast Club together, and now it looks like someone's filing for a divorce. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Princess Love and Ray J. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela, Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. Yes, so Princess Love has filed for a divorce from Ray J. They'd already been living separately after everything that went down in Vegas last year, where she said that he stranded her, and now she has officially filed for divorce. Now, if you guys recall, we did this interview, this article, um, page six, where they said that Princess Love was keeping Ray J quarantined away from the kids and monitoring his activities via Instagram, not letting them see the kids because he had to quarantine himself. Well, it looks like now... They're not going to be married anymore. Damn, yeah, that sucks, man. I, I don't, I don't wish that on nobody, yo. Especially, especially being that I, Ray J, you could tell Princess Love definitely, you know, upgraded Ray J in a lot of ways. Like, made him be a better person. Like, I don't want to see a single Ray J in these streets. He might yes, go back and they to his just old ways. Had another baby, so maybe, maybe he'll like, be able to work it out and fix up. It, it's not over, over so. yet. You know, maybe he could, they can fix it up and work things out. I pray All so. right, now, let's talk about a couple who is happily quarantining together right now, Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade. And she was on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, and she talked about what he's making her do while they're quarantined together. Old games, his games. Um, he watches his games? Oh, like, like he doesn't know how they end. We watched uh, the 06 finals. And obviously, I'd seen it over the years, but, like, never with him, you know. Like, he's live-tweeting this game, and he was like, oh, good move, D-Wade. And I'm like... But then I started watching it like I didn't know how it ended. And he missed these two free throws at the end of the game. And, like, I didn't want to talk to him for the rest of the night. Like, like two free throws are championships on the line? Like, really? So, yeah, they're sitting around watching his old games. <laughs> that's good, uh, though. That's, I, she, 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 she can make him watch, watch her old movies. That's a that's fair trade-off. Mm -hmm. Hell, yeah. Bring it up. Bring it on. It's fine. Right, we watch you. Now like let's have up. my night. <laughs> I, I love bringing it right. on. And Meghan Markle and Prince Harry are living in Tyler Perry's mansion in Beverly Hills, his $18 million Beverly Hills mansion. I think the two of them actually met. The rumor is that they met through Oprah Winfrey, who's a mutual friend of theirs. So I don't know if they're renting out his mansion or they're staying there as guests, but that's where they're living right now. So okay. they're also working on a documentary series with OWN, with Oprah Winfrey. Okay. All right. And Russell Simmons, he is denying <clears throat> that he started dating Kamara Lee while she was underage. Now, there were rumors that he met her when she wasn't, you know, of age as she was modeling, but he actually had to set the record straight. He had posted a happy birthday to Kamara Lee on Instagram. He said, wow, time flies. Here you are a lifetime ago. Like yesterday, we have been through so much and have always come out greater on the other end. Well, then somebody said something about the fact that you know, you dated her when she was underage, and he responded, I never do this, but that's not true. 
She turned 18 right after I met her. February Fashion Week, Tyra Banks, our bridesmaid, Cindy Crawford, Naomi were all backstage at the Mary McFadden show. They said I was a modelizer and that I wasn't going to stick around. I think that may have inspired her. We got to know each other by May. We were dating. She was legal at 17, but she turned 18 that May. Her mother and her manager, Beth Ann Hardison, approved, supported, and rushed us. We really didn't need a push, and the love affair began. I wish I would explain myself to some random ass mother effer on Twitter like that or Instagram or whatever it was. Like, come on, bro. When you find yourself just typing, 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 just look how long that caption is. But you know what? Complete stranger, and then feel, and then yeah. when you feel stupid, just delete it before you send it. Sometimes you he just want to be like, you know, he deleted it after. He did. No, yeah. Sometimes you just yeah. want to be like, look, look, dummy. This is what it was, and then you be like, don't no, matter. Why did I answer. They don't care about the truth. Nobody right. cares about the truth when the lie is more entertaining. So they like, right. they don't care if you tell right. them the truth. They want to laugh. They want to joke. They want to get them get these get get, get them post off. You right. But as a human being, sometimes you do want to clear your name when you know the truth. It's just they're a human care. way. I to get it because they're not gonna care anyway. They're not gonna care anyway. It's not it. like that yeah. matters, you know. Yeah, but you care, I guess. I, yeah, absolutely. All right, and um, let's talk about Chadwick Boseman. They have set a release date for the Spike Lee movie that he's starring in. That's gonna be on Netflix. So on Thursday, Spike Lee announced the date for his movie, The Five Bloods, will stream on Netflix on June 12th. So the movie follows Vietnam veterans who go back to the jungle to find their lost innocence and put their broken selves back together. So now there's something else for us to watch. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Report. All right, thank right. you, Miss Yee. Real, real quick, just as uh, we talk about, um, you know, explaining things to people, I think when you know the truth, that should be enough. That's what I would tell everybody out there. When you know the truth, that should be enough. Yeah, but sometimes Sounds when you got good, when people say something, you got kids, you got family, people you just catch you like, in just a, stop people it. People catch you in a moment and right. you just feel like yeah, but, 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 yeah, but when you sometimes. know when you know the truth, when you know the truth, that should be enough. All right. Now, when we come back, we have front page news and we have attorney Benjamin Crump checking in. All right. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's time for some front page news, but we got a special guest on the phone lines right now. Attorney Benjamin Crump. Benjamin Crump is a civil rights attorney. Um, he represents a lot of different high-profile cases. When you see these situations like uh, Ahmed Aubrey and, and Georgia happen, Ben Crump is usually the guy who the family reaches out to, man. And uh, I'm happy that he's always on the front lines. Good morning, sir. Hey, good morning, Envy. How you all doing? We're doing My great. My brother, Ben Crump. What's happening, sir? Hey, Charlemagne, Angie, it's a good day. Um, you know, we got the arrest last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ahmad Aubrey's family was able to sleep knowing that the killers that executed their son in broad daylight for mm-hmm. simply jogging and being a black man are behind bars. And I, I know when the Georgia Bureau of Investigations notified us, his father said, you know, it's a good birthday gift for Ahmad, but I would rather have my son back. Absolutely. Yeah, today, today's Ahmad, Ahmad born day, right? Today, right? Today, 26 years old, he would have been. Wow, wow. So how do we ensure conviction, man? That's the real gift. The real gift would be to get these two white devils under the jail. How does that happen? Absolutely. And... The next steps are literally this. Now that the Georgia Bureau of Investigation said they were going to look at it with fresh eyes, and I know Lee and I and all our legal team said, if you're going to do that with this fresh eyes, don't take any 
uh, information. Don't take any of the reports from the local southeastern law, legal and law enforcement community. Look at it with fresh eyes because Charlemagne, we knew that if they looked at it with fresh eyes and looked at the video, the horrific video that we all saw, that was enough for probable cause to make the arrest. And we don't need to wait to June 12th like the prosecutor and the DA kept saying we had to wait. So we are grateful that they did look at it with fresh eyes. Now what they need to do is make sure that they investigate this sheriff's deputy who was the first ones on the scene that did not arrest them day one that said they're going to take their word as the gospel that it was a burglary being committed. And Angie, think mm. about it. These de sheriff's deputies who didn't arrest them on day one are either incompetent or it was intentional because how could he be a burglar when there's no burglar uh, bag, there's no burglar mm -hmm. tools, there's no burglar mask? All he has on is a T-shirt and shorts. Mm. And they're going to take the word and they say that, no, nah, we're going to say he's a burglar and it's justified that y'all killed him. So they should be investigated and disciplined at best and fired if it was intentional because there's that history there with Greg McMichaels being a 30-year law enforcement official in that community. And we call that bias and we call that discrimination and that should be held accountable. So the next steps is we all need to keep calling the Georgia Bureau of Investigation and tell them your job isn't over. You got to arrest William Bryan, who was the third person who allegedly videotaped the murder because he's an accomplice. It was yes. Aiden and abetting right. on this next mob. And so those sheriff's deputies need to be held accountable too. And the sheriff or whoever signed off on them not being arrested and going home to sleep in their bed that night after executing Amon Aubrey, they should be held accountable too. Now, I was going to ask, you know, we know you just said that the family's tied to the to the judicial system in Georgia. How do we make sure the people investigating this case, the people that are prosecuting this case, and the people that are defending this case are not tied and not friends and not, you know, good old boys, I look out for you because you looked out me, for me before. How do we make sure that it's really fair? And, and that is our main concern, Envy, uh, because there were two prosecutors who already said they had a conflict of interest. This third prosecutor, we think... He needs to have a special prosecutor working on the case or step aside because, remember, he was the person who had this video that we saw a couple of days ago. He saw it from day one when he got the case, but yet wow. he still wow. said, I don't have enough information to make an arrest. I wow. got to give wow. it to the grand jury to consider charges. Well, we don't want that prosecutor nah. because mm -mm. he's already showed him, he's revealed himself what he believes, how he's going to try to technically sweep it under the rug because they love to send it to the grand jury envy and say, well, we presented the case to the grand jury. They found no probable cause for an indictment. Right. Even though we all saw the probable cause with our own eyes. Absolutely. And what about their actions after they killed Ahmad Arbery and going on social media and bragging about it? Is that taken into account during this time now too? Well, you know, Angie, one of the things that we believe should absolutely be taken into account is their mindset. They teach us in first year law school about malice of forethought, which means even intent in your mind when you commit an act. And so I don't think it takes a rocket scientist to figure out that when this murderous duo of this father and son 
got in that pickup truck with a shotgun mm. and a three fifty seven Magnum and went and hunting this young unarmed black man that they had good intent. They had evil intent in their mind, and they should be put under the jail because Absolutely. we know if the shoe was on the other foot and it was right. Ahmad Aubrey and his father in that truck, and they went on a pickup truck with that kind of firepower, and they pursued Greg McMichael's son and shot and killed him in broad daylight, that they would have been arrested, and Absolutely. it wouldn't have took 74 days, and Charlemagne, they would not have been given a bond. They would still be sitting in jail today, Angie. Right. Wow. Well, Ben, ben I, I want you to answer this in 45 seconds or less because we got to go to a break, but I can't stop seeing the similarities between the Trayvon Martin case and Ahmed Aubrey case. You represented Trayvon Martin. How do we ensure that a jury doesn't let uh, these guys off the way they let Zimmerman off? Well, certainly, zealous prosecution, uh, special prosecutor. And Charlemagne, I would tell you the similarities are eerie between Trayvon and Ahmed when you think about both of them were killed in February, Trayvon, February 26, 2012, Amon, February 23, 2020, the fact they, they were both accused of burglary, Trayvon and oh. uh, the, uh, you know, gated community, and Amon in the Satina Shores community. Both of their killers alleged, even though they had guns, that they had to kill these unarmed black men in some kind of act of self-defense. The fact that both of the prosecutors and Sanford, Florida, with Trayvon said he had an alleged conflict of interest. And then in a mine in uh, Brunswick, Georgia, they said they had uh, alleged conflict of interest. The fact that the state police in Georgia, I'm sorry, in Florida with Trayvon, Florida Department of Law Enforcement had to take over the investigation before there was an arrest. The fact in Brunswick, Georgia, the Georgia Bureau of Investigations, the state police had to take over before there was an arrest. The fact that in both cases, the killer of Trayvon and the killers of Amon got to go home and sleep in their bed at night. The fact that there was not an arrest in Trayvon for weeks, there was not an and with public outcry, the fact that there was not an arrest in Amon for weeks without great public uh, cry, and then the fact that both of the pursuits were captured objectively with evidence. Trayvon audio, we heard the pursuit. We heard the shots. Now, with our mind, we see and witness with our eyes mm -hmm. the pursuit and the shots. So the huge difference between the two is the fact that we witness everything with our own eyes in Ahmaud Aubrey's case. So in the recent cases, Charlemagne, that I've been involved in these high-profile cases, we have been getting the prosecutors to do their job so we can get convictions, and the jury, because they had the evidence, wouldn't let them pull the wool over their eyes. So I'm cautious and optimistic, but we got to stay on them. Because Absolutely. Because South Georgia, when you look at that video, it was not 2020. It was more like it was 1920. Well, thank you That's for right. checking in. We definitely thank appreciate you. you. And, yes. and, you don't, and you do not know what 45 seconds means. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you for the work you've been doing. Thank you for the work you've been doing, Attorney Benjamin. Always, we really do appreciate always. you. Thank you so much, brother. You, my brother. Thank you so much, man. Thank y'all so much. All right, now. When I we can't. come back, Peace. Kalani will be joining us. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Everybody, it's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We have a special guest on the line right now, Kalani. Hi. 
Well, you know it's important because you have the album. It was good until it wasn't, so we had to make sure that we got you on. So you announced that you were putting out this album on your birthday. Happy belated birthday, by the way. Thank you. I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. So how are you doing just mentally right now, physically? We know coronavirus. There's a lot going on. Are you good? Is your family good? I'm good, yeah. I have a one-year-old. She just learned how to walk on her, like, around her birthday, which was in March. Um, so just trying to like finish up at my house and do all the um, kinds of things I would normally be doing outside, like you know these press runs or music videos or things like that. Doing it from inside my house has been has been a challenge, but it's been super fun. So I'm good. How did your How did your child help you evolve? How did your your one year old help you evolve as a as a human? Um, she's made me super patient, and I think that she also makes me kind of be able to stay grounded in situations where I would normally like get really anxious or get nervous or just kind of like feel like things are getting to becoming too much. You just look at this tiny human and just realize she has no idea what's going on and. He's like, okay, let me get on your level and just relax. How are you staying sane during all this? Because you can't leave. It's not like you'd be like, you know what, I'm going I'm to leave for a little bit. There's no leaving for a little bit. I have a, I have a gratitude list that I literally run through. It's like an uh, anxiety combating thing that I do with myself where I'll run through literally like head to toe the things that I'm grateful for from having, you know, 10 toes on my feet to like hair on top of my head and, it, right. and just my eyes working and things like that. So every time I'm anxious, I just do that and I'm fine. So Good. You know, Kalani, I deal with anxiety, too, but I'm going to tell you something. You got a one-year-old now, so enjoy it. Because when they get older and they start going to school, your parental paranoia is going to go through the roof. I mean, I, I feel that. I have, I'm the oldest of five siblings, so I kind of, like, already experienced that to a, like a small degree. I know it's nothing compared to me having, like, my own child, but to some extent, I know how that felt just, like, when my little siblings started, like, getting out the house and going and doing yeah. it. So. And California is opening back up and everything, so what are your, th what are your thoughts on that? Because they are saying Friday certain things will be open up. We know the parks are open. Like, when, do you, when are you going to feel like, okay, I can go to the park? I'm not going outside. I just, smart. I, just think that, um, I don't think that everybody rushing outside at the same time is smart. So I'm going to just wait it out and just give myself more time. And I have a daughter to think about at the end of the day. So, you know. You know, uh, recently, you know, I know that you, Kamaya, and Keisha Cole did a record. And there was a, some, a misunderstanding with that record. What happened with that record? What was the situation? Well, me and Kamaya did a joint project. And we had completed everything for the project. It was a really long, kind of exhausting, like, situation. I had pushed my album back for the project, but we had got it done. And when it got to, like, the final decisions, we just weren't agreeing on certain decisions. And I got kind of tired of being talked to very, very, very aggressively. So I just withdrew kind of quietly. And I think that that was kind of confusing. I'm not sure. I put a snippet up of the song that had Keisha Cole on it on social media maybe this month like months before the project was ever even supposed to come out just to kind of like get some energy towards it i had let the snippet go quiet the fans brought the snippet back up like after the project already wasn't a thing the fans brought the snippet back up and made it this like huge viral thing which i don't even know how that came about and i quote tweeted it and said oh do y'all want this prove it and then they went crazy again reached out to keisha keisha was still down to be on it she tried to speak to Kamaya. They fell out because of that. Kamaya basically felt like if she wasn't on it, then the song shouldn't be out. But I wrote that song 
in the span of us doing our project. And I even tried to reach out during the process, like, hey, I know you didn't write on this song. You only wrote your verse, but I still want to do good business because we did it in the, in our sessions that were for just us together. So I still like to give you publishing. I still like to do like the proper business behind it. I got a really negative response, a really aggressive, like violent response. So I just stepped away further, stepped away quietly like I did before. And I put the song out and things just accumulated after that. Like just the response accumulated every single time. Even, you know, when this was brought into the public very recently, I just responded how I responded in private, which was, if you want to have an adult conversation about it, if you want to have a bathing conversation about it, I'm not tripping. And it just kept getting met with this just like aggression and just at some point I decided to let it go, you know? What does aggression look like? You've used aggression like three different times. <laughs> what is aggressive? What is aggressive talking to? What does that mean? Because that's your friend, so you know how she get down. So what's aggression? Just volume and a lot of words that just didn't need to be used, and just when two people care about it, just how they shouldn't interact. It's just not how they should speak to each other. So I think that that was just kind of the basis of the energy. Are you hopeful that Didn't you guys you... will resolve this though? Also, you think that could potentially happen? Like you're cool and open to that? Yeah, I think in the future, I think I'm I'm not in the place of us not being cool. I think when we come from such a place where, like, if you think about it, it hasn't been too many people over the span of time, especially women that have really made it out and made a big impact for Oakland. Like, in the future, we're supposed to be doing backpack giveaways together. We're supposed to be doing hometown yeah. concerts. Mm-hmm. We're supposed right. to be doing food bank stuff. We're we're supposed to literally be leading this for our city. So, and, and it's showing little girls that if they come up in Oakland, they, they have to at some point bump heads. I don't like that. I know deep down she doesn't like that either. So hopefully we meet in the middle on us both not liking that right. and coming together to fix it. So. Yeah, because basically what you explained to us just now, to me, it's like life too short to be beefing over a song. Yeah, I mean, I just lost two friends in the last year, two of my homegirls that both rap. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. To, oh, to drug overdose. Like, And by the time this happened, this is only like less than a month shy for me just losing the last friend that I lost. Like, I'm not in a space of wanting issues with anybody. I'm not in a Mm -hmm. space of wishing harm, wishing ill, just anything on anyone because I literally just, just, I got my head whooped twice this year of of death and just of two people close to me, two really, really young women close to me. So it's way too short. I'm not, I'm not on that type of time at all. Right. All right, we have more with Kalani. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Kalani. Charlemagne? Why did, why did Keisha say she had a problem? That was over the song, too? Yeah. <laughs> and it's crazy because you would have thought this song, like, went really crazy or something. It, it did a thing. But it, wasn't <laughs> crazy. it wasn't even a number one song. Everybody going crazy. <laughs> it wasn't. I'm like... Man, it was just cool for what it was. To me, it was more of the symbolism of the song. Like, we came together on some Oakland girl shit and right. like, did this song. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, Keisha loved the record. She stayed on the record. I kept her on the song because, what? That's Keisha Cole. Like, I told her to her face so many times. Like, you, me and my mom don't exactly have a mother-daughter relationship. But the few times that we did connect, Keisha Cole's music was an underlying factor. That when my mom got out of jail, Keisha Cole's first album came out. It was a huge deal for me and her to be able to sit in the car and our few times connecting and blast that and I told her that. We kept it, we kept her verse on there. Her and Kamaya had issues because of that. Um, and then I was just like, okay, hopefully we all figure it out and work it out because it would be a dream to come back to it at some point and, you know, it'd be the original song that it was. We go to shoot the video. 
Then we get to set. I'm just super thankful the whole time on set. Like, yo, thank you for making it. Like, thank you mm-hmm. for pulling up. We shoot the whole video. I'm thinking everything's cool. We go to center the final clip of the video, and we just get back. I can't believe this. F- y'all. I would never do this to y'all. I don't understand. <laughs> what? I don't understand what happened. Like, I don't understand at all. And then the response was, okay, my bad. I just don't like how I looked in the video. And I said, okay, that's understandable. You know what I mean? Like, you maybe had a baby recently. Like, I know how that feels. Like, we just don't feel like ourselves. Like, maybe you don't like how, like, you prefer to look. And it was, no, you lit me bad on purpose. You told them to turn the lights down. I was like, really? What? Like, I, first of all, I... I left before she shot her scene because it took all day and I had to go be home with my daughter. I don't know what lighting someone bad purposely would do for the outcome of the video. That just isn't logical. And then that's just, that's such a petty, ridiculous, like, what would that do? You know, like, light you bad on purpose. I just, it didn't make any sense to me. And so I I hit her up and I was like, yo, I just wish you would speak to me about this. I'm literally such a fan of you that this is more sad to me than anything because it's like me meeting one of my idols and it's like, it's, it's turned into just, to just like a foul situation. And then it was a phone call and it was still like, you you secretly hating on me and like, you're, you're playing no. on my downfall and like, you're trying to turn this into some crazy shit. And I'm like, man... I don't, what do you want me to do? I, I told her maybe we should go sit with the director and like go scene by scene and like she can pick out exactly what scene she loves and we can use all the scenes that she loves. And it was, no, I'm going to go find a place, find an outfit, find a new person to shoot it and shoot my half of the video by myself in like a whole new setting that just didn't make sense with the video. And I was like, yo, we don't have time for that. Like we already <laughs> waited like a month to shoot the video the momentum with the song is gone like i just have to figure out a way to put it back and she was like well i'm gonna make sure that the video don't come out and i was like well if you're not clearing your part that's all you have to say and i appreciate you doing the video and i'm just gonna go have to figure out how to fix the video and i put another half of another video in place of that verse goodness gracious this song is cursed yeah that song is cursed that's that's probably what made her mad I left it alone. I want to. I want to move on from the song. It just. It right. wasn't even that big of a song for all of this. <laughs> Kalani, was the lighting bad though? Keep it real. Was the lighting bad? Could you see what she? No, meant? she looked so great. I have so many pictures that I was so geeked up to post. Like I was gonna give my mother a framed picture of me and Keisha Cole. Mm-hmm. Like, she looked great. Kalani, doesn't it feel like you've been through a lot to have been... I mean, I guess you started off in this industry at a a young age, but it feels like, you know, you've been through a lot. And what's good about you is that your personal life, even though it plays out a lot online, it doesn't affect how great your music is because sometimes those things get clouded, right? Sometimes people pay attention to what's going on in someone's life and that can overshadow their music, but that hasn't really happened for you. So I think that that is a blessing. So has this album, the new album, it was good until it wasn't. What kind of space were you in when you were doing this album? Well, first of all, thank you. I appreciate that. That's all I could really hope because it it does play out a lot publicly. And I always just be like, man, for once, can I just go a stretch of time where people just be like, Kehlani the singer. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but in the, with this album, I was in a relationship that was very public so I was open to a lot of dissection um I was processing the public dissection I was processing literally being in the relationship and being a 24 year old girl experiencing you know this new love after having a baby um so that's kind of the headspace I was in was just being in that space and being on the outside and the inside of it 
It seems like with that relationship, y'all loved fast and loved hard fast. Was was that the case? What, what relationship like, is that? Well, YG. With her and YG. Seems like okay. Y'all seems like y'all love like that relationship happened fast, and then that y'all loved fast. Was, was that what happened? You think it was too fast? I don't think it was too fast. I mean, he said I love you first. He's such a passionate person. I'll never take that away from him. When he when he cares about something, he cares about it. He loves it. He goes fully hard for it. He lives in his emotions, and. We also have known each other for so long. He was kind of one of the first people ever when I first got in the music industry to, like, shoot their shot. Well, and, and you know what's song- interesting? So y'all put out that song on Valentine's Day, Conclusions, and everybody's like, this is so right. cute. They're together. And then the three days day. later, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's over. So you, so at that yeah. time, you were, everything was all good, and then it wasn't three days yeah. later. You had no inkling that anything was going to go wrong or go left. No, I didn't. I just was very in bliss. I was very in La La Land. I was very in love. He said, I've seen everything I didn't want to see. So what is that? I mean, I've seen his phone, and there just was things that I just didn't need to see that were not surface-level things. They were very deep and intricate, and I just felt like, oh, maybe I need to take a step back because I don't think we're on the same page of this. So So he was cheating on you? Yeah. (laughs) You can't forgive a little cheating, Kalani? Just a little bit? (laughs) to a certain point where if you set certain boundaries for your relationship then that's the boundaries that you guys should hold yourselves to if we had set you know the rules to be you know what if there's communication you can kind of live your best life then there's that if there's you can live your best life you want to communicate then there's that if the if the rules and the boundaries that we set with each other was this is what it is and that gets broken at some point i have to hold that standard to myself and honor myself and you know dip out did he apologize at least Oh, yeah, he filled my whole lawn with roses and things like that. And That's what I'm saying. Up. Told you he had a cart. Do y'all still speak? <laughs> up, Kalani. Yeah. And that don't mean we're not good guys. I have, a daughter, I have a daughter to just focus on, so I can't, you mm-hmm. know, like, take so much time to, like, go through all the most. I don't have as much downtime to sit in my room and be upset when things happen over and over again. I kind of have right, to I got see. you. Right. You're not obligated to take somebody back for cheating if you don't want to. It's your choice. You can take them back or you cannot. That's all on you and how you feel. Do you guys still speak? Um, Not really, but the last conversation we had was a decision to be like, you know, we do exist in the same industry and I don't want to have to walk in a room and someone awkwardly be like, you know, your ex is in here and then we both have like weird energy with each other. I want to be able to walk up and say, how's your family? How are you doing? Like, How's it going? So we're not on any type of bad terms. Like, I wish him the best. He wishes me the best. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's nothing but love, so. Good. All right, now don't move. We got more with Kalani. When we come back, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Kalani. Yee. Now, your Doing decision your to put out this album, did you have to uh, push it back? What was that decision like for you to put it out now? Um, At first, it did get canceled. At first, it was supposed to come out on my birthday. Mm-hmm. And I went to New York and had a meeting like right before they started shutting cities down. And I almost got stuck in New York, but mm-hmm. I was very close. So I skipped right out. Um, and my label was just like, you know, we're really proud of this project. We watched all that like, kind of like the work you put into it and we want to properly support it. But we can't do that when like we don't know how you're going to shoot videos. And I got a little wine tipsy one night in my room and made the first music video for my album just on some like funny shit on my MacBook, like, and I didn't even think it was about to be that big of a deal, but people loved it, and I get all the calls, like, 
yo, if you're down to keep kind of like rolling on this homemade, like you do it yourself kind of stuff and you're down to put the work in, then you can do it. And so I bought a desktop and I bought a camera and I bought all the editing software and we I've sat on YouTube and we have now done everything for this album, even from album cover to press rollout to photo shoots for magazine covers and magazine spreads to all the videos 100% in-house with just me and my photographer in my garage. So... Wow. You know why that makes sense? That makes sense, though, because, you know, people with anxiety, like 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 myself, we like to be at home. That makes sense. Yeah. It's actually made, I think, my, my experience with putting out an album just way more fun, and I'm way more proud of it than, you know... I have been of any other project because we've been able to do it ourselves and it's also been comfortable I can do I'm doing these interviews in sweatpants. So <laughs> <laughs> You got my guy, uh, my guy Jahan Sweet. He produced like five joints on yeah. it, right? That's uh-huh. my little man. Kalani, for you moving forward, right? You think you would want to be in an open relationship? Because that's something that you discuss. So is that something you feel like that's what you can envision? Well, I mean to be honest. It kind of the last one was kind of open, and I think that's what the big deal was about the situation that had happened was because I did give the space for communication and it to be open, and it wasn't kind of honored, which kind of made it worse. When you're like, "Hey, I low key am saying any you know can go down um, as long as everything's communicated and everyone's adult," because I know how I know how this life is, and I'm not really a big tripper on, off of most things in general. Um, mm-hmm. You wasn't mad at the and you was mad at the communication. There was no communication. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of lies and a lot of covering up, and it was that's what I'm saying. When it was like deep and it was like intricate, it wasn't like a simple like I found out the basics of something. It was deep and it was intricate, and it was like a big weaving of something that turned into something else. Mm-hmm. That just like that's why I never spoke up on the outside the club thing because that wasn't something that right. mattered to me. That wasn't mm-hmm. a rule breaking situation. I was like, I just don't feel like getting online and deeply explaining that that is not a situation that matters to me. Then I got to deal with everybody, you know, coming at my mentality about an open relationship. So gotcha. Could okay, you, could you define, could you define what open is? Cause I'm old. I need to know what open means. <laughs> I mean, I think it's whatever boundaries you guys set with each other if you decide to, like, what matters to you. It's like, you, if, if it doesn't matter to me if you can date other people, that doesn't matter to me. It's, it's really, it's like each one of those relationships has to be set by each little rule with the two people. Like, it's not like right. a formula for an open relationship. Like, you know, you have to go through each individual step with those things. So I personally can't define an open relationship for anybody else. So for you though, if I, if I if I so for you if I if I fuck somebody else when I'm with you is that an open is that part of your open relationship checklist? I think yeah, I think it depends on what type of sexual relationship that you're having outside of mine. I'm very 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 uh, big on sexual safety and sexual health mm-hmm. and I'm honesty. Big on honesty, I'm very big on communicating it thoroughly and all parties involved giving consent for it and being in the know of what's going on. Like, if there's three parties and, you know, there's three people being sexually active with each other, they need to be on full, fully the same page. They need to all be fully on the same page health-wise. Right. All of these things, you know what I'm saying? So for me, it's like, honesty, everybody being on the same page, everybody being 100% in the know, nobody mm-hmm. being left out and that's that. And so it was okay for you to see other people as well, though, because sometimes for guys, an open relationship is them doing them, but you not. Yeah, he wasn't 
super down, but I also wasn't <laughs> interested. Like, <laughs> he was like, I don't like the idea of that, but if it comes up, he was, like, very, like, he just, I don't know how to explain it. He, You know, he, he was a guy. So if it comes up, but it never came up because I just wasn't interested. I'm so busy with my daughter making an album and with the relationship that I did have, it just wasn't, it wasn't a thing for me. Will he mind you being with other women? Um, yeah, because honestly, he wasn't, um, he doesn't have this weird kind of like masculine, awkward look at like sexual or, or, or romantic relationships with women. Like he wasn't like, it's a girl, so it don't matter. He was like, no. You really like girls. You can really fall in love with girls. So like, yep. I don't need you going and fall in love, falling in love. With I don't them. blame them. Yep. A girl could do. Yeah. Girls could do a lot of other things that I I don't know how to do. She could eat, eat better than I can. She could do a lot of. No, I get I get it. I, I, I think it's more so the I think it's more so the emotional connection he was scared of. Cause I'm that thinking too. you yeah. I'm thinking you saw some text messages from YG and those text messages were a little bit too emotionally connected. Whoever he was reaching out to, they was a little bit too. Emotionally connected for your liking. They were just, they were just intricate and strategic and dishonest. I, w- I wouldn't even say they were extremely deep. They were just, they were just. It, it showed me, it showed me a side that I didn't want to see. You wait till I see YG. How you f up an open relationship, YG? My <laughs> but I appreciate your honesty and openness with Absolutely. us because this is our first time sitting down. So I was, I and it's prepared, a lot. I was prepared to talk about it. I knew. I mean, I've specifically never done this show because I knew how much I would probably talk. You were supposed to do it. You were supposed to do it before, but they said you 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 weren't ready. <laughs> Hold on, I got a, I got a few more questions for you. She got a rap um, though, Charlamagne. So you got you got about oh, okay. more. You spoke about the checklist you have to keep your anxiety in order. Like, I want to know what other tools do you use to stay mentally healthy? Um, I think I have to make sure that I carve out time to do things that make me feel really normal. Um, meditation, if I can focus long enough. That's hard. Sitting down and binge watching shows, allowing myself to, like, knock it in the headspace if I'm not working my ass off and doing the most and, like, vibrating then like I'm not doing enough because I have to force myself to rest um just kind of like allowing myself to ask for help and allowing myself to get like you know assistance and support where I need it is big for my anxiety because I tend to take everything to the chin and on my shoulders by myself yeah that's the problem right like control like we always try to control everything and I think that's why this coronavirus situation has been so good yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. you had to let go of, of things you can't control well, yeah. Kalani, I can't wait till we get you in person. Now, you know, we all comfortable with each other. So, and I want to talk more when that, you know, the album's out right now. So make sure you guys get it. I think for anybody going through whatever they're going through, there's a song for you on this album that you can relate to. And I think that's what makes it such an important piece of work. So congratulations. Yes, congrats. Thanks for joining us this morning. All righty. Well, it's The Breakfast Club. is Kalani. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Well, we've been discussing these Tyra Banks comments and old episodes of America's Next Top Model, the clips that have resurfaced. One in particular that everybody was posting is this one. So, Danielle, you went to the dentist, but you refused to have your gap closed. Do you really think you can have a CoverGirl contract with the gap in your mouth? Yeah, why not? This is all people see. It's easy to read beautiful CoverGirl. It's not marketable. Yeah, just a little bit is okay, but I don't want to completely close it. Well, I guess she just left the gap wide open for another girl, baby. I agree. 
So Tyra Banks was talking to model Danny Evans, and some people responded. Model Slick Wood said, no one should ever talk to you like that, Danny Evans. That episode effed up little Simone Slick, so that's how y'all feel. And she added Tyra Banks and Miss J on that. And, you know, Slick Woods is a model who does have a gap between her teeth also. Well, Danny Evans is responding to all of this backlash. She posted this response. She said, this video isn't made for unsolicited advice, words, or paragraphs on how you would have handled the situation. I'm speaking my truth aside from anyone's opinions, beliefs, or input. I chose to use my own platform to speak so I have full control over my narrative. Watch until the very end to understand the purpose as to why I took time to even address the matter. So here's what she had to say about what we didn't see on TV. We were all going to the dentist as a whole. He repeatedly asked me if I want to close my gap. No, I don't want to close my gap. Pushpin, none of this aired on TV. We're now in elimination. So I go forward. Tyra's like, why don't you get your gap closed? I'm like, huh? She's like, I told you to get your gap closed. I'm like, no, you didn't. She looks off camera right to production, which none of you guys ever see. In that moment, I knew what was happening. I knew that I was basically set up and not being told that Tyra wants me to get my gap closed so that it's good for TV. And then here's Danny Evans speaking on the compromise and whether or not she was offended by being told to close her gap. Tyra says to me, if I send you back to the dentist, will you get your gap closed? And I meet her with another question. So what you're saying to me is, if I tell you no, then you're going to send me home tonight. Me and Tyra went and did that whole fiasco about two or three times, which you guys saw none of that on TV. What you saw is me coming up with the compromise saying that I'm okay with you closing it some of the way, but not all of the way. Um, I wasn't tight because of Tyra's comment about me not being able to model uh, with a gap. I wasn't tight about Miss J's comment about leaving a gap wide open for the next girl. All of that was trivial. What I was tight about is them trying to play me and making good for TV. Okay, so it sounds like this is something Danny Evans had been hearing as she was trying to pursue her modeling career. So it was nothing new to her. And she didn't like that she was set up more than she didn't like the fact that she was being told to close the gap in her teeth. So now, what do they what do they want to do with Tyra? Are they saying they they're trying to cancel Tyra? Like what, what's 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 how do you, no, how do no, you no. cancel Tyra? I'm I'm, I'm, no, I'm confused. I, I'm, I think people I'm lost. are just they're just I think it's a bigger conversation about like the modeling industry and these standards and how there was another white model who they actually wanted her to have a gap in her teeth. So you know the model and I think for a long time people have known how the modeling industry is. Mm-hmm. very, uh, a lot of issues within that industry. And I think there still are, but it was probably even worse back then. People sitting around with a lot of time to think. And sometimes when you're sitting around with a lot of time to think, think about people that have played you in your life, even if it was 20 years ago. And now that you got a voice with social media, you just want to let people know, hey, I remember when you said it was such and such to me 20 years ago, Tyra. And it became a thing. And then 50 Cent, he has his book uh, that's coming out, Hustle Harder, Hustle Smarter. Have you all read this book yet? No, I haven't. I'm waiting for for it to come in the mail. Yeah, it's out. Oh, it's it's already out? Okay. I don't know if it was out yet. I keep seeing clips of it, but I have the book. No, it came out. So... Yes, okay, well, let's talk about uh, his his latest book. And one thing he discusses in there is Lloyd Banks and Tony Yayo and how they weren't adapting to the industry or as, success, as successful as he thought they could be. He said, I always felt that if I had maybe done a better job teaching Banks and Yayo how to evolve and change their habits, they each would be in a better place right now. 
He said, while I was out hustling, I actually hustled with his father. Banks was more content staying on his porch and watching the world from there. Banks wanted things to come to him as opposed to going out and getting them for himself. That's not me trying to assassinate his character. The guy has Lazy Lloyd tattooed on his arm. He said he tried to get Banks to interact with the culture and go on YouTube, film things from his life. And he said Banks responded, you know, by not wanting to do that and saying that Pac and Biggie never had to do that. But 50 explained... They probably would have been on social media if it was around while they were alive. And yeah, Tupac would have definitely been on social media. He Tupac was an attention magnet. And I'm sure Biggie would have also. He was flashy. All yeah, right. Banks, he, Banks is just a, he's just the inside person. Banks don't really like to go out. He don't really like Banks is just he's one of those dudes. He just he loves his craft. He don't like the BS. He don't like to go to clubs. Getting Banks out the house and getting Banks to do things is difficult. But that's Banks. Like, he's super chill. Banks. He's chill, but he's dead nice. All right, now, as far as Tony Yayo, he says that Yayo was still into the idea of using their club appearance money to flip drugs. He said anytime they had a problem with someone in the industry, Yayo's response would be, let's just bang them. 50 said that he had to explain to him why that wouldn't work for them in the long run. So, <laughs> you know, I think so far everything I've read from this book sounds interesting. I think this is going to be my read this weekend because... I've been reading all these clips here and there, and I'm like, okay, I got to read the whole book now. Yayo's but. the same way. Besides the drug thing, Yayo's still the same way. If Yayo, <laughs> if Yayo feels a way, or even if somebody says something slick to me, Yayo is already like, yo, Envy, what you want to do? Like, Yayo is like that, and I love Yayo the because of that. Yayo, New York, Tony Yayo, Yayo. has no, never changed and will always bang. We shouldn't, we shouldn't love Yayo because of that. <laughs> we should want Yayo to change and evolve and grow. We, we shouldn't want Yayo to always want to bang, Envy. No, he, well, meaning he's a protector, old. meaning if you mess people that oh. he f with he will protect you and that's that's yayo he, he's, he's he's loyal like that he's loyal to 50 he's loyal to anybody that. 50 f's with he's loyal to me like yayo calls yayo's crazy i love yayo and, and we all know people like lloyd banks um some people just don't execute they have great ideas but they just don't execute and execution there's is key i don't care how good your ideas are there's a lot of talented people who are just you know yeah um banks is on chill time <laughs> hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard period mm -hmm. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. And I say one thing about this quarantine. I don't know if Banks is, is even more bored, but he's been doing records like every week. He, I just got another record sent from Banks that's fire. So I ain't heard no new Banks. I would love to hear some new Banks. Who got new I, Banks? I got a bunch of new Banks joints. I'll send you some bank joints. He just sent me a new, uh, I got a new one last night. So I'm excited. I love the fact that this is because Banks has been sending records like crazy back to, to mixtape days. But anyway, mm. now Charlamagne, who are you giving that down to? You know, uh, I consider McDonald's a uh, holy ground even though I don't uh, eat there like I used to back in the day. But uh, there's a person who violated McDonald's. Her name is Gloria. What's Gloria's last name? Gloria Woody. We need her to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with her, please. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. This don't be a donkey, because right now you want some real donkey. donkey. It's time for donkey of the day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, <laughs> hit me with the heat. Did she get donkey in the day? Please tell me. Absolutely. I have become donkey of the day. At the breakfast club, bitches. You're a donkey. Donkey of the day for Friday, May 8th, goes to a 32-year-old woman named Gloricia Woody. Okay, uh, when I read these stories or stories like this, it lets me know exactly why I enjoyed this quarantine time and why I was self-quarantining before it was a thing, okay? The safest place to be is in the house because every day of our lives, the only thing we are trying to avoid is crazy. That's it. Majority of all drama, negativity that comes my way is coming in the form of other people, okay? You can wake up in the morning, pray, read your daily affirmations, be in a big mood. 
okay? Happy, smiling from ear to ear, thanking God for another day of life. Gratitude is your attitude. Uh, happy for all your blessings. And then you run into somebody else's crazy. And boom, just like that, now you caught up in somebody else's crazy too. Now, it all started at McDonald's. Yes, McDonald's, okay? <laughs> Dropping the clues bombs for the Golden Arches, goddammit, right? Mm -hmm. Over billions and billions served. A place where right now some of y'all are about to order a sausage biscuit with egg or that bacon, egg, and cheese McGriddle or my personal favorite, that big breakfast with hotcakes, those goddamn pancakes with, with the scrambled eggs, the hash browns, the biscuit, all carb, everything. Hold that damn sausage, though, because there's no pork on my plastic fork. It's not act like McDonald's has not provided us all comfort at some point in our lives, okay? Even the bougiest, most elitist among us have stopped at McDonald's to get some hot french fries. They are a delicacy, okay? Let's not act like we too good for Mickey D's, all right? Uh, when the last time you been to Mickey D's, Envy? Yesterday. See? <laughs> what, what'd you get? What did, what did you get? What did you get? I got a, a double cheeseburger uh, meal with uh, ketchup mm. only. Mm. Yee, when the last time you been to McDonald's? Uh, probably not since like last year sometime, but certainly okay. got some fries. But the line for Chick-fil-A yeah. was too long, so I had to go past Chick-fil-A and go to that McDonald's. You got to do what you got to do, okay? I, I definitely don't eat it uh, as often as I did when I was in my teens and 20s. But last time I went to McDonald's, I was absolutely 40 years old. I was at the Stress Factory Comedy Club in New Brunswick, New Jersey. That damn Lil Duval had a show, and I took about three to four puffs from a joint he had because he peer pressured me, and I got the munchies so damn bad. So when we left that show, I saw them goddamn golden arches, and I got me a two-cheeseburger value meal from Mickey D's for $4.89, and I sat in the car and enjoyed every bite as I complained about the good old days when that two cheeseburger <laughs> meal was two ninety nine, about yes. about three fourteen with tax, three twenty four in New York. And I'm saying all that to say you have to be a ruthless, cold-hearted piece of work to want to cause trouble in McDonald's, okay? It's brought us too much joy in our lives. But that's exactly what Gloricia Woody did, all because the people in McDonald's were doing their job and following orders. Let's go to KOCO ABC5 for the report, please. Police say Gloricia Woody somehow walked into the McDonald's dining room, even though it was closed off to the public. Now, when employees told her to leave, she apparently got angry. That's when she left and allegedly came back with a gun and opened fire. Body cam video shows the moment Oklahoma City Police spotted 32-year-old Gloricia Woody in a field behind the McDonald's. Shortly after, they say she shot three employees there Wednesday evening. One of the managers seen here on camera, bloody. Anywhere else on you, just your arm? Yeah, just my arm. Woody was later taken into custody. Now, two other employees were also injured. I'm told all those employees will survive their injuries. Woody faces four counts of assault and battery with a deadly weapon. Gloricia. Come on, Queen. What's your life like? You shot three McDonald's employees <laughs> because you were angry the dining room was closed? Now, I understand hurt people hurt people. I'm nobody's therapist. You know, I love therapy, but I believe this woman probably has dealt with rejection over and over in her life, and she pulled up, or should I say walked up to McDonald's, hoping to make herself feel better by ordering that number one Big Mac value meal. She wanted those two beef patties, that special sauce, that iceberg lettuce, them cheese, that pickles, them onions on a sesame seed bun, and she was told the dining room was closed, so I understand her pain. And I know Don Miguel Ruiz says we shouldn't make, make assumptions, but I have, I have to right here because I have to assume Clarissa didn't have a car. Because if she had a car, she could have just got back in her car and went through the drive-thru to get that double quarter pounder with cheese supersized. Or whatever she was attempting to get. All of that frustration, okay? 
One being rejected from the dining room and two not having a car to go through the drive through All of that pushed her to release that pain in the form of gunshots aimed at three workers in McDonald's. Let me tell you something. I don't think I feel bad for her. Okay, if you are willing to throw your life away by letting the hammer fly in Ronald McDonald's house, then jail might be the best place for you. Okay, how are you going to pull a pistol out in a place that has a playpen? A playpen, my nigga? You feel comfortable letting shots ring off in a place that serves Happy Meals? The box is literally smiling at you. That don't make you feel like, you know what, this may not be a good idea. And why are you shooting at the workers? They in there doing the same thing you doing, just trying to get by. That's it. My brothers, my sisters, at a time like this, now more than ever, we all have to look out for each other. We all have to be kind to each other. We have to realize we all just trying to make it. We all just trying to get through another day on this planet called Earth. We all have to be kind to each other, okay? We have to have empathy for one another. Those McDonald's workers' intentions were not to play you. But in case you haven't noticed, there's a global pandemic going on. It's called coronavirus. I can't have you in the dining room, boo. If you don't have a card, then you're going to have to find another way to get your buttermilk crispy chicken sandwich meal. Now you're in jail facing four counts of assault and battery with a deadly weapon for a goddamn 10-piece chicken McNugget meal. And I bet you any amount of money that you, Gloricia, are the type to bypass the honey mustard sauce and the sweet and sour sauce and put ketchup on them goddamn chicken nuggets. I know your type, okay? The moral of the story is, kids, don't make permanent decisions on temporary feelings. I am sure those workers at McDonald's would have figured out a way to get you your food if you would have just cooperated and listened as to why they didn't want you in the dining room. Clarissa, in life, things aren't all about you. If you wanted to have it your way, you should have went to Burger King. Please let Remy Ma give Clarissa Woody the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw, you stupid motherfucker. you dumb. Now I think we should play a game of guess what? Race it is! Now, all right. <laughs> Gloricia, what's Gloricia's name? Gloricia Woody, uh, Oklahoma City, was in McDonald's and they told her that she couldn't be in the dining room because the dining room was closed during coronavirus. So she pulled out her pistol and shot three McDonald's employees. Envy, guess what? Race she is! All right. Now, first, when you said her name, I said Latino all day. When you said Gloricia, I said that's a Latin, a Latin name. But then... But the last name is Woody. No, the, what gave it away was he said, you're the type of person to dip your chicken, your chicken nuggets in ketchup. Black yes. people love ketchup. I mean, love ketchup. Over, over honey mustard sauce and sweet and sour sauce for chicken yeah, nuggets? Yeah, I don't know about yes. that. Black people love ketchup. Barbecue. Black people love ketchup. At McDonald's. My, my family had ketchup sandwiches as kids. They love ketchup. I'm going black. <sighs> Angela Yee, uh, her name is Gloricia Woody, Oklahoma City, shot three McDonald's employees because uh, they told her the dining room was closed due to corona. Guess what race she is? Gloricia, I'll have to say Latina, just because of that name alone. Okay. Just because of the name. Come on. Tell us, tell us, tell us. Well, I would have to say, uh, Angela Yee, you are incorrect. DJ Envy, you are correct. Woo! She was what? a sister. I told you, I told you, I told you. I knew it. See? Look at her mugshot. Pull up her mugshot. Can y'all see her mugshot? You must Laura have looked that up, Envy. I didn't. I swear, I don't even got my, my laptops in the other room. When he said, well, first he said, excuse me, queen, right? And you know he dresses all black women as queens, right? So I knew that was a little one. But then when he said to catch up. I'm telling you, black people love ketchup, man. 
Oh, oh, and I, um, she actually shot four people, four four McDonald's employees. Yeah, look, I mean, yeah, she's definitely a sister. Look at her. And I, I, I was naming all of these things I thought she ordered, but now that I see her and the way her eyebrows are shaped, she definitely ordered a filet of fish value meal <laughs> with, a, with, a, with a vanilla milkshake. That's what she wanted. All right. Definitely. All right. Yes. Well, let thank me, you, Let Charlamagne. me dig into her background. For the dog it's, a lot of it's, a, it's a lot of tension, man. People got to calm down. That brother got killed uh, at the Family Dollar the other day. The security yeah. guard doing his job. Four McDonald's employees getting shot. My people. You, your, your phone just went out. Your, 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 whole, your phone line just went your out. Mike just went out. Your mic just, just went out. out. Your mic, I'm trying to tell him with sign language. Mike went out. All right, Mike well. Is, he's not looking. I don't yeah, know what no. just happened. I think he pulled his Mike. mic out. Ah. All right, well, thank you, Charlemagne, for that donkey today. When we come back, Jill Scott will be joining us. Of course, she's doing this yes. versus battle versus Erica Badu this weekend. So we're going to kick it with Jill Scott. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Checking out the world's most dangerous morning show. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We have a special guest on the line right now. A Ladies queen. and gentlemen, Jill Scott. Hey, everybody. Hey. Peace, Jill. How are you? How you quarantining? Yeah, I, I can't front. I love it. This has been awesome. I've, I have more time <laughs> ever in my whole life. Like, this is the best. So what are you doing with all this time? Well... I forgot about my damn uh, ladder. Um, finally, <laughs> office, like, um, I'm organizing my life. I, I moved to this house maybe about uh, two years ago and never had a chance to even open the boxes, really. So, you know, I'm I'm in the process of, of actually living my life. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah, I always say it's nicer it. when you when you love your house too. You know, when you have a house and you enjoy your space, you've never really had a chance. Just think about it like you're on the road all the time, always working. You don't have a chance to enjoy your space. Right. So that has been incredible. And then my my um, my village has been looking out for us. Like my birthday came, my son's birthday came, and everybody rode by in their cars and mm-hmm. you know just made us feel loved. And it was nice. That's beautiful. Tomorrow, you and uh, Miss Badu are providing a great date night for all of the all of us that are quarantined. This tomorrow yes. is a great date night for quarantine with the with yeah. the versus battle that y'all are doing. I don't like to call it a battle between y'all though. It's a celebration to me. It is. I'm so glad you feel that way because that's how we feel. That, so like how did how did it happen? How did that phone call happen? Um, well, I initially got word that um, Heather Lowry uh, from Fennett Forward. Um, was talking about it to Swiss, and then I got a call from Badu, and she was like, yo, what's up? You want to do this? And um, the initial conversation was just, we just don't want to battle. I don't, I'm not interested in fighting you. I want to support you and love on you. And uh, we we agreed, and after that, made a phone call like, this on, let's do this. That's dope. I feel like that's the epitome of what it should be, too, because I was discussing, right, there hasn't been any women in this whole versus situation. And I'm like, there's a need for that. I'm like, come on. So let me tell you what me and my girls from high school do is we all get on the group text, right, while the battle's on, and we all talk to each other. The text be like 1,200 text messages by the end of the battle. So we're all super excited. It's like... It's not even just a date night, but with your girls, with your friends, with your group of friends, just to be able to communicate in that way, I think is really good for us mentally also to stay connected. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited for it, and I want to see more of it. 
Like, I would love to see the verses between Queen Latifah and MC Light. Yes. Ooh. That would be amazing. So have you been watching all the verses? Have you been watching them all? I haven't watched them all. I missed the Teddy Riley babyface joint, and that's because mm. I was doing something else. But um, I heard a lot about it. Um, I did see Preems and um, and and RZA, and that that was fantastic. That was okay. Because you know you got to you got to create a, a test page. So you could test your, your your live to make sure everything is good. You don't want to look like Teddy Riley and Babyface. It, it was that it was crazy for a little for a little bit. And also, don't do too much, right? You can't be trying to do too much. Keep it simple. Simple. That's what I hear. So I don't I don't have any plans on having an orchestra. I was trying to convince my son to get a a beard, like you know, to just put a little fake beard on and dance behind me. But he, he, he opted out. So yeah. Yeah. Queen Scott, what were you doing during the uh, Teddy Riley babyface battle that you couldn't get to your phone? It's not like you had to leave mm -hmm. the house to get there. No, but you mm -hmm. was busy. What was you doing? I was focused. I was at the time I was reorganizing my library. It's oh, gosh. Gotcha. I'm excited to anybody. <laughs> no. I'm good with that. I don't care. I loved every moment of it. This stuff I just never got a chance to do. So, you know what I'm saying? Just count your blessings and cut your losses. All right, we got more with Jill Scott. When we come back, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Jill Scott. Charlemagne? Did you and um, Queen Badu have a, a friendly competition during the Sugar Water Festival? Was there, I don't know, like, like no. was there like a friendly kind? Nothing? No. Um, the three of us, we were like, how can we support each other and make some money? and mm -hmm. have everybody have a really, really great time. You know, that was the goal, the plan. And it worked. I think we were number three that year as far as touring, out of mm -hmm. the, the, you know, the world touring. We did great. So th that was the goal. I can only speak for myself. Like, I just, I'm never really, I'm not an athlete. Anyway, I'm not an athlete that <laughs> into competition like that. I, I honestly would love to see everybody win. You know, um, I'm not the mom that, that thinks that number 15 should get a trophy trophy either. But, mm -hmm. right. you know, I, I'm not really I agree. I, I'm good. Were you disappointed that you couldn't celebrate the 20th anniversary of, uh, of of who is Jill Scott the way you wanted to this year because of this whole global pandemic? Because I know you was, going, you was on tour. Heck yeah. We, yeah, man. <laughs> we were having a ball. Um, the audiences were incredible. Everybody was singing and laughing and dancing, and it was such a beautiful experience. I had um, a residency at the Australia Opera House, was geeked about that, a residency in London, um, you know, gigs in Paris. I was like, this, it was, it was sad. That's all I got to say. I did not want to stop, but yeah. I had to be responsible. You know, what if somebody got it at my concert? Now it's my fault. In right. Sense, you know, what if I right. had it and I'm spitting on everybody in the front row? You know, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and then it's, it's my true. fault. You know, nobody wants that. So it's I just sad because you don't get to celebrate this but once. You know what I mean? Right. 20 years ago, your first album came out. It's just like, so So what do you do? Have you come up with any new ways to celebrate the anniversary of your debut album? You going to do a concert from the house? What's... The twenty, the twenty-first year when your album is legal. I'm going to keep going, you know, to celebrate the album for all the places that I missed out on, 
mm-hmm. know, all the places that just really wanted to celebrate with me, I'm, I'm going to keep it going. You know, whether yeah. it's 2021 or 2022 or whatever, you know, I don't see any reason why I, I shouldn't. You know, I'll keep yeah, going. Yeah, absolutely. I now, I see. I want to. Now, I see you and Drake used to date. I just found that out recently. I, I seen everywhere that you and Drake used to date. Wow. I didn't know that, Jill. Who said that? <laughs> it was all over the blogs. I guess you posted a picture. There was like, Drake and Jill Scott used to date and this, that, and the other. I said, wow. Because there's a picture together, Envy? Come on. That's what the, that's what the yeah. blog said. It, it's because I said he, um, back when He's, he was the wiggle in my giggle. The wiggle of your jiggle. Uh, <laughs> of my giggle. Oh, your and, giggle. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it's like, you know, if you giggle, you're like, <laughs> but if you giggle with wiggles, like, <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> he's he's a nice young man. He's a sweet baby. Hmm. Spiritually, what have you? Oh, I saw a little wiggle in that giggle I again. See the, I see the wiggle, jiggle, and giggle. <laughs> Listen, I can't wait to hear the stories that you and Erica are going to have, though, because I'm sure we'll hear some new things that we've never heard about before as y'all discuss the songs, the time period, interactions with other artists. So I'm looking forward to some real secrets being let out, too. Yeah, I hope so. You know, I'll I'll do my part. I, you know, Erica's fantastic, so yes, we don't ever have a problem having a conversation. Jill, do you sometimes feel like now that you're at home, you're even busier than when you're not, like between the homeschooling yeah. and, and fixing up the house and working on things and reading scripts and trying to take a moment? Like sometimes you feel like you need a break from being at home. Angela, if I wash another dish. If I wash yes, I, I feel like all I do is cook and wash dishes. I feel that I have never used my dishwasher this much in my life and washed so many dishes and cooked so many things and cleaned my fridge so many times and did so. Yes, I agree. I'm, I'm thoroughly over this. Yeah, I really am. <laughs> I appreciated so much before. Um, before having people to help me out, now that there's nobody, I gotta mop the floor. You know what I mean? I, I, I gotta do it all. This is this is my office, but I'm I'm putting a swing in here. I'm gonna call it the inspiration room because there's so many people that I respect and admire in here. You know, working it out, just creating this space with a swing. I can't wait to swing. This is gonna be fun. Um, you love that swing. You mentioned that swing a couple of times, huh? Might be some type of multi-purpose swing. That's another room. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. Is, 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 is the microphone in that room too? Is the microphone in that room? No. The microphone in that room? Oh. No. <laughs> you know that changed the way people started looking at you. Oh, okay. He's talking about that microphone. Yes, he's talking about that microphone, Jill. <laughs> um. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. I, I just, I, I don't mind it. I just thought, oh, I wish they had gotten the full scope of what was happening. You know, you I think they did. Bit of it. No, they didn't. They didn't. You they just see it. a little viral moment and they don't pay attention to the whole entire performance. Exactly. There's always a point. I don't, I don't really do anything without a point of purpose. I'm, I'm selfish that way. So mm-hmm. I had many points when I, I did the microphone, um, Scene. I don't call it a scene because that's what it was. Uh, I think one time it was about um, it was about solving all arguments. Mm. Sometimes you just gotta <laughs> just 
chill out, calm down, please each other, and then maybe you can have a better conversation. Um, mm. Sometimes it was about uh, it was about not giving everybody your A game. Everybody, what? Everybody <laughs> if that wasn't your A game, then I would love to see your A game. Well, no, I wouldn't love to see it. You're a married you know. man, sir. Yeah, I didn't mean I didn't mean it like that. I came out all wrong. It came out crazy. <laughs> yes. It was about uh, at the time. I think we're, we're talking about porn. We talk about a lot of things in the course of my concert. We're talking about porn and how it can make something that's supposed to be beautiful really ugly and dark, and right. that. Um, not everybody deserves all the things that you see in porn. That's not the, that's, you know, uh, they're making it the norm. Not everybody True, I get deserves it. all that. You know, right. so I get that it. was a point. Um, the, yeah, conflict resolution, that was definitely a part of it. Hey, that always works. Yeah, now, now you can make sense with each other. But um, mm-hmm. during the course of the show, there's a whole bunch of scenes. And we talked about in the course of the show that if you are, as a woman, if you're not pleased by what you're doing, you're probably doing it with the wrong person. That's if, a fact. To please somebody or to show somebody what you can do, you're probably just doing it with the wrong person if you're not being pleased by it. There you go. Well, we're so excited for this battle. We're so excited for this battle tomorrow, man. This celebration. This celebration. Yay! And top of the hour, People's Choice Mix. Let's have some fun. Jill Scott, Erica Badu, Joyce, that's all we're playing in the mix this morning. You call up, get your request. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk babyface. It's about time. What's going on? This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Yes, so, you know, we're getting ready for a lot of fun things this weekend. Jill Scott and Erica Badu with their verses. Maybe some of you are excited for Takashi 69 going live. I don't know. <laughs> well, another thing that I'm excited about for real, though, is Babyface. And he's going to be giving out some waiting to exhale secrets for his Mother's Day live stream. I'm so excited for that. It's the 25th anniversary of this movie. I still love this movie. I think I know every single word to it as I watch it. I love the soundtrack for this movie. So here's what he had to say on TMZ Live. I kept seeing some comments where people kept on asking me to play like some stuff from Waiting to Exhale. And I couldn't do that because I had to figure out what Teddy was going to play next. I had to have an answer for him. So I couldn't go off, off script, so to say. So it made sense to, um, for this, this Mother's Day, you know, to actually play the Waiting to Exhale album, to reminisce and, and, and look back at things and, and talk about the experience. I might have a couple, couple people call in and to talk to me about it a little bit too. That's going to be dope. I feel like Babyface done got that Instagram bug. He's been on that Instagram. You see how much people love him. He's going to be on there a little bit more often, huh? Yes, Babyface is also putting out his first song in five years, When I Get to Heaven. That's an ode to his late mother, so that's a beautiful thing. Now, he also talks about coronavirus. As you know, he did test positive last month. Here's what he had to say. I had uh, started to get a sore throat and then um, went to the doctor and got checked out. And he said it might be a virus, so I immediately kind of went to my studio and shut it down and, and self-quarantined. 
just in case. And that night, uh, the fever started and just all it was just kind of hit, hitting me at once. I ultimately, a week later, I went and got tested and it took about 10 days to get it. So I was kind of like stuck in the studio for about 17 days. At certain points, you get kind of crazy thoughts and thinking, oh man, do I need to write down some things? Because you just don't know. Damn, that's scary, man. That's it. Yeah, that's it. scary. Yeah, writing them wills, you know, making sure you got your a, a, a state trust fund, all of that stuff like that. It does seem morbid, but I mean, that's just that's just life, right? You got kids, you got to be prepared at all times. You never know. Every day is uncertain. Yeah. I feel like I should get my will together also, right? Yeah. Do y'all have a Absolutely. will? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Well, well, I um, just have life insurance. Together. I don't have a will. Definitely got life yeah. insurance. All right, now let's talk about Dr. Dre and Jimmy Iovine. They have contributed uh, to Compton. They're making sure that Compton residents can get two free meals a day. So that's a beautiful thing. While supplies last, it's only available to Compton residents. You have to show your ID, a recent utility bill, and it's a pretty nice menu. They got the Trap Kitchen, Curry Chicken, Turkey ta Taco Bowl, and the Chicken I love trap Kitchen. Mm -hmm. I love Trap Kitchen. Salute to Trap Kitchen. Why just two meals a day, though? Is that Dr. Dre's diet plan? Does he only do two meals? Cause, mm -hmm. you know. It's probably not breakfast. It's, it looks like these are lunch and dinner type things. So. Oh, got you, got you. Mm -hmm. All right, now Jerry Seinfeld. If y'all watched the Michael jo uh, Jordan, The Last Dance docuseries, you saw Jerry Seinfeld made an appearance, and it was pretty awkward. Here it is. Let's go, guys. Hi, Phil. How you doing? All right, have a good game. Let's kick you out. Good to see you. All right, see you, dude. Yeah, he tried to say hi to Phil Jackson and didn't really work out too well. He was really being kicked out of the locker room. <laughs> well, yeah, Phil was telling them they're getting ready for a game. I love that scene because Phil Jackson don't give a damn. They got a game to play. They're trying to win. The same, right. way, <laughs> same way Seinfeld would rush someone off the set if he was about to film his TV show back in the day. He'd rush somebody out of his dressing room when he's getting ready for a comedy show. That's the I don't think it was goes. a bad thing. It's just funny because it's Seinfeld and he's so awkward acting. So that's it don't matter who it is. Get me. Get out of this locker room. We got a game to win. It don't matter. It just goes it. with his person. It just goes with his personality. It looks like an episode of Seinfeld, actually. Well, here is what Seinfeld had to say on Jimmy Kimmel Live about that moment. Were you scared of Phil Jackson? No, just uh, too tall. And because you did seem a little confused there in the locker room. Yeah. Well, it's not a place I would normally be. But I did. I think I had another conversation with him because that was his last season, and I was right. in the middle of my last season. And I remember teasing him about who do you think is going to end bigger, him or me. All right. Also, we're getting ready for that this weekend, right? The Last Dance docuseries. And they're saying that this one, according to the director, he said he couldn't even believe that uh, Michael Jordan approved these next episodes. He said he was shocked. He what said, episodes are these? What episode is this weekend? Seven and eight. Seven and eight. Okay. This he must said, be but we tackling his, uh, episodes. Father dying must be. Seven and eight is what it was like to play with Michael and then what it was like to play against him. He said in seven and eight, respectively, and with the Michael stuff, I don't know if you would want to practice with Michael Jordan. It would be fun to watch. I don't know if it would be fun to interact with him during that because he is hard. He wanted to make those harder than any game could possibly be. And in the East, back in the 90s, that meant making it as rough and as mentally grueling as possible. So well, we heard his son interesting to watch. Well, we heard his son said he was playing football in the house and he got tackled and got his head busted on the glass table. Head sure busted to the white people. His, <laughs> his daddy wouldn't let him play a touchdown. His daddy wouldn't let him score a touchdown on him. That, that shows the competitiveness. 
All right, VH1 has postponed production indefinitely on Love and Hip Hop and Black Ink franchises, some of them. Uh, so apparently Love and Hip Hop Hollywood Season 7, the remaining episodes of Love and Hip Hop New York Season 10, and Love and Hip Hop Atlanta Season 9 will all be postponed until further notice. It also applies to Love and Hip Hop Miami Season 4 and Black Ink Chicago. They're not doing any new episodes right now, according to Ryan Henry, but they will be back by summertime. So... I'm sure some wow. people will be disappointed from production on love and hip hop being postponed. The earth is really people, healing itself. Some people will be disappointed. The All earth right, is I'm really Angelique. healing itself, bro. <laughs> if they, they postpone the production on love and hip hop, the earth is really healing itself. Dropping the clues bombs for the earth. The earth has had enough. Okay. <laughs> wow. You think so? And also, I want to invite you guys to a hip-hop happy hour. That's another thing that's going down. And it's hosted by DJ Darrell of the Migos, presented by Fuser. It's a new game coming out in October where you are the DJ and you get to fuse songs from all of your favorite artists. So Darrell is celebrating his birthday today. He's inviting fans, anyone special guests to drop in. So that's happening today at 8 p.m. Eastern. It's going on his Instagram Live. That's DJ Durrell, D-U-R-E-L. If you want to check that out and have some fun on a Friday. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Shout out to Revolt. And up next, we'll see Revolt on Monday. Up next, we're doing uh, having a little fun. We're going to play Erica Badu and Jill Scott all in the mix. So let me know your favorite Erica Badu joint and your favorite Jill Scott joint. And whatever you want to hear, we're going to play. We're going to have some fun with it this morning. And we got Byron Allen next hour. And Byron Allen will be joining us next hour at The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy and Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest on the phone line right now. Byron Allen, welcome back, brother. How you doing? So good to see you. Now well, let's Byron, talk about I'm the really comedy show that you're working on. Yeah, I'm really excited sure. for your fundraiser because this looks like it is going to be a hilarious one for us to all be watching. Yeah, this comedy oh, yeah. fundraiser. Let's talk about that. Yeah, the Feeding America Comedy Festival. Feeding America is an amazing uh, organization. Uh, this organization is run by a very smart woman. She's a sister named Claire. And Feeding America is the largest network of food banks around the country. And they provide meals to families all over the country for as little as 10 cents a meal. And I reached out to her to see how we can help. And she said, look, we're, we're, we have three big challenges right now. Number one, we have enormous you know, pressure on people needing our services. Number two, the support has decreased because a lot of their food was coming from supermarkets that were going to throw food away. With, but because the shelves are empty, uh, she doesn't have that situation anymore. And then the third one was a lot of their volunteer workforce was 70 years and older. So they got hit with three real hard punches. So about two weeks ago, I was sitting in the backyard and I said, you know what? I'm going to do the Feeding America Comedy Festival. And I started calling all my comedy friends, Kevin Hart, and Tiffany Haddish and Billy Crystal and Adam Sandler and Chris Rock and Eddie Murphy and on and on and on. And within three hours, we had booked all these amazing comedians wow. who said, you know, let's do something. I, they said, what do you need? I said, let's just, you know, make something in your home, in your backyard, in your kitchen, whatever you want to do. Uh, Tiffany Haddish is going to co-host it with me and Kenan Thompson and Billy Crystal. Tiffany is hilarious. She's doing cooking and uh, cooking with Tiffany in her, in her kitchen. Everybody just brought their A-game, and we're going to raise a lot of money for Feeding America and have a lot of laughs and a lot of fun while doing it. Wow. Byron, where can people watch also? Because I know it'll be streaming in several different places, also NBC. So where can people watch? It's uh, Sunday, May 10th on Mother's Day at 7 p.m. 
from 7 to 9. It's on the Weather Channel, and it's also on NBC. It's on Comedy.tv and the free streaming service called Local Now. Byron, let me ask you a couple more questions before we get out of here, just to switch gears a little bit. Um, I know, unfortunately, you lost your racial discrimination case in, in the Supreme Court. What, what, does that, what does that mean to you? You know, I'm glad you brought that up because I want to bring clarity to that. The Supreme Court never, they never ruled on our case. What was asked is that the Supreme Court take a look at the Civil Rights Act of 1866 and how it should be applied and interpreted. So what the Supreme Court decided was 9-0, that this is the way to read the case. It is the highest level of standard. And then what the Supreme Court did is they sent us back to the Ninth Circuit where we did prevail. So our case is mm. not over and we didn't lose. All the judges said was, go over here to this court, use this standard, which is what Byron used, and go another 15 rounds. And so we're well prepared and already trained to go another 100 rounds. Got you. Now, now Byron, uh, you, you once were critical of President Obama. Um, you said that he didn't do anything for black people when he was in office. We have a presidential election coming up. Uh, last week, Diddy told everybody that the black vote isn't free. And, you know, if, if there's no black agenda and certain demands aren't met, and he's going to hold the vote hostage. What did you think of that? Well, listen, I think our vote is very uh, is very valuable, and I think it's important that we vote. At this point, I'm, I'm, I'm a supporter of Biden, and uh, I would love to see Biden pick uh, a, a female as his vice president, and I would love him to take a good look and please consider someone that is African-American. So I think it's important that we campaign Biden to take a good look at somebody like a like a Senator Kamala Harris. You know, Byron, too, you know, you're a little bit more politically sophisticated than a lot of people because you do use your money to help fund campaigns for candidates, right? Yes. And then when you do that... Sophisticated than most, but yeah, I, I try <laughs> and help financially whenever I can. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm saying as far as the black community because you're able to make legislative demands because you are putting money in these people's campaigns. Yeah, yeah. And I guarantee that you never put money down without asking for something in return. I'm very clear about my ask. I mean, one of the things that, you know, we're doing here with this special uh, is we're, we're asking that people can lean in. Even if you can't donate to Feeding America, and, and the, uh, the website is feedingamerica.org forward slash comedy fest. But even if you can't donate, I think it's important to lean in on your politicians and say, hey, politician, I need you to lean in and campaign with the United States government to include these food banks in the multi-trillion dollar stimulus package. The other thing is we need to lean in on our politicians and say, you need to provide more support to SNAP. That's basically considered you know, almost the modern day version of food stamps, but it's not mm -hmm. stamps, it's a debit card and you go into a supermarket mm -hmm. and you get a debit and you can go buy you know, food. The problem with SNAP, some of it, you know, the most you can get is $4 a day. And they have Damn. ridiculous restrictions on there, like uh, women can't even buy feminine hygiene products. Well, that's insane. You need to now increase SNAP to $20 a day. That right there is a game changer. Gotcha. How, do, how do you do that? How do they leverage their vote? How do they lean in the politicians? Call their Congress, call, call their representatives, call their senators, call their congresspeople, uh, campaign. Email them, call them, make sure this is important. Say, I need show up at their office. But well, what do you say to them though? You want me to vote for you? 
I want to, you have to get in there and you need to address SNAP because the resources are there. The question is, will the resources be allocated in a way where we're all protected? All right. All right. All right. Well, thank you for joining us, Byron Allen. We appreciate it. And we're all going to be tuning in this, this weekend. Sunday night, Sunday, Sunday night at 7 p.m. And uh, we're going to get our laughs on. <laughs> and we got to thank Byron, too. Byron made a, a generous donation. A hefty uh, change generation. For change. Sure did. Yeah. A, a nice little hunting stack, you know. And, and that went to the Thurgood Marshall College Foundation for HBCU. So thank you. Thank you. Really appreciate you. Thank you. It's Byron Allen. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club is back. Yeah. Back. Yo, back where I want to be. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, um, I got a shout to um, Silence the Shame. I'm actually, uh, they're doing a benefit where they're doing a virtual fundraiser. And tonight, I'm going to be DJing from 9 to 10. And then after me, Will Packer will be DJing 10 to 12. So we're just going to DJ. Packer. Yeah, Will Packer and his I wife will be DJing. DJing. <laughs> when the hell did Will Packer start DJing? I don't know, but he's DJing tonight from 10 to 12. So I wanted hey, to get man, on before him. Everybody got to do what they got to do. Because I went to Hampton University, and I wanted to show people that Hampton is way better than FAMU. So you can hear Hampton well, at, we don't at know 9 that to 10, yet. and then we'll pack a FAMU 10 to 12. It's, it's, it's for a good cause. So it's Dance to uh, Donate, <laughs> and we come together to raise some money. So we'll, we'll see you playing. We'll, like, we'll like, I don't know when the next, we'll like, I don't know when the next time we're going to shoot another TV show or another film. So let me go ahead and learn how to DJ real quick, okay? Everybody else doing it on Instagram. Why not? Salute to Silence the Shame, though. My, my girl, Shanti Dawes, man. And make sure you go donate. The uh mm -hmm. the silence the shame. Go to silencetheshame.com and and make a donation to their Absolutely. cause. They're all, they're always out here helping to eradicate the stigma around mental health. I I salute Shanti and support her in anything she does. So I'll be doing my set tonight from nine to ten. Now, Charlamagne, you got a positive note? Listen, man, the positive note today comes from my power thought cards. Luke by Louise. Hey, salute to Randy. Randy bought me these. Randy is a sales exec uh, at iHeart in New York, but I love these cards. And this one card is, freedom is my divine right. Okay? I am free to think wonderful thoughts. I move beyond past limitations into freedom. I am now becoming all that I am created to be. Freedom is your divine right. Breakfast club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, um, I got a shout to um, Silence the Shame. I'm actually, uh, they're doing a benefit where they're doing a virtual fundraiser. And tonight, I'm going to be DJing from 9 to 10. And then after me, Will Packer will be DJing 10 to 12. So we're just going to DJ. Packer. Yeah, Will Packer and his I wife will be DJing. DJing. <laughs> when the hell did Will Packer start DJing? I don't know, but he's DJing tonight from 10 to 12. So I wanted hey, to man, get on before gotta him. Everybody got to do what they got to do. Because I went to Hampton University. And I wanted to show people that Hampton is way better than FAMU. So you can hear Hampton well, at, we at don't 9 know that to 10. Yet. And then we'll pack a FAMU 10 to 12. It's, it's, it's for a good cause. So it's Dance to uh, Donate. And we come together to raise some money. So we'll, we'll see you playing. We'll like, and we'll like I don't know when the next, we'll like, I don't know when the next time we're going to shoot another TV show or another film. So let me go ahead and learn how to DJ real quick, okay? Everybody else <laughs> doing it on Instagram. Why not? Salute to Silence the Shame, though. My, my girl, Shanti Dodds, man. And make sure you go donate the uh mm -hmm. the silence the shame go to silencetheshame.com and and make a donation to their Absolutely. cause they're all, they're always out here helping to eradicate the stigma around mental health i i salute shanti and support her in anything she does so i'll be doing my set tonight from 9 to 10 now Charlemagne, you got a positive note listen man the positive note today comes from my power thought cards 
by Louise. Hey, salute to Randy. Randy bought me these. Randy is a sales exec uh, at iHeart in New York, but I love these cards. And this one card is, freedom is my divine right. Okay, I am free to think wonderful thoughts. I move beyond past limitations into freedom. I am now becoming all that I am created to be. Freedom is your divine right. Breakfast club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done?